is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. Ha <laughs> Welcome, welcome. You're not listening to the Transparent Truth Friday. Not Five Star Friday. It's just a Friday show. Excited to be with you today. We are breaking down a very crucial position battle in the 2020 class. We're talking about the top cornerbacks in the country. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and my man, Greg Biggins. GB, what's good, boy? Hey, what's up, Keith? Doing, How are you? Doing well. <clears throat> doing well. Bouncing back from a tough Wednesday show. But uh, we're back for the Friday show. Looking forward to talking about three outstanding young men first. Uh, yep. But on this show, we're talking about them as football players. We're talking about none other than the top three cornerbacks. We believe, and I think you're on board with this, we believe in the country. None other than... Former modern-day defensive back in the 2020 class, Elias Ricks. Also, 2020 defensive back out of Arizona, Saguaro High School, Keeley Ringo. Last but not least, 2020 defensive back out of La Habra High School, Mr. Clark Phillips the third CP3. GB, uh, before we get started breaking these three guys down, and we're going to go in, we're diving in, baby. But before we get started, um, anything you kind of want to open up or you want to say to kind of get us going about the defensive back position or these three guys or this uh, competition for the top spot? Yeah, no, like you said, these it's, I can't remember the last time uh, that we had the top three corners. And it's not just our opinion. I mean, it's um, 24-7 rankings have it. These three guys, I think the composite has uh, has Fred Davis. Okay. Who's that great player going yep. to a school that's called Clemson, which yep. is a pretty good football player. Yep. Um, the composite has it uh, Ringo, Ricks, Davis, and Phillips, but uh, our staff at 24 7 actually has it uh, Ricks, Ringo, and Clark, number one, two, and three. So, and like you mentioned, all three are great kids, too. Uh, you know, known, known all three for a while now, and they're not just great football players. They're super cool, really, really good, good, good guys, raised the right way. And also, Always want to point out, you know, we did this when we broke down Bryce Young, DJ, uh, and Jay Butterfield. When you say one person might be better in a certain category, that doesn't mean that you think this other person isn't good. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times when you're comparing maybe one guy, you say, oh, this guy's got more arm strength. This guy, you know, runs faster. or This guy's a better tackler. Then people take it as, oh, he's saying this guy sucks in that category. No, these three guys are elite in every category. That's why they're one, two, and three. If we were to rank them, and whoever happens to be third, he's still a plus, plus, plus. Um, so I don't want people to get like because people, you know, look for reasons to get offended anyway. Right, so, right, right. But not, but not saying you're you're the best. It doesn't mean you're, you're you're the worst. It means you're still really good in every category across the board. Right. Just so the the point I think you're trying to don't be sensitive. Don't be sensitive. You're not the rank the top guy in a certain area. Don't be sensitive about it. Um, doesn't mean we don't think you're really good. Just means we feel like the other guy might be a little better in that area. So, um, with all that being said, thanks GB for that. But with all that being said, let's dive in. I'm I'm excited about this, <clears throat> and uh, gonna pull out my subcategories in terms of evaluating cornerbacks, strictly cornerbacks, 
Um, and we're talking positional skills here. We're going to start off feet and hips, right? And we're going to join those two together, feet and hips. Rank those guys in terms, or let's talk about it first in terms of feet and hips. Who's got the quick feet? Um, who's got the fluid hips? Let's talk about it, Greg. I'm, I'm going to let you start us off. That's a tough one. Just, just throwing. <laughs> these will all be right tough. Yeah, these will all be tough. Feet and hips. Just, just so the fans know, what, break it, break that down okay. a little bit more, Keith. Break okay, down, good. What, what do you mean by you say feet and hips? Okay, so good point. So feet and hips, we're talking about the, the quickness of your back pedal. How quick are your feet? How fluid is your back pedal, right? Um, your weight distribution, the quickness of your hips. How, how quickly can you turn? How fluid are they without having hitches or being stuck or being stiff? Um, your footwork, uh, are there any wasted steps? Um, how's your weight distribution in your footwork when you plan drive? Are there any wasted movements when you plan close? What is your ability to turn and run on that highway fluidly, fastly, with fast feet? So um, that's what I mean by feet and hips. So if, if you look at that, Greg, what do you think? How do you feel? Yeah, so I think Ricks and Phillips are probably the, the top two for me in those categories. Um, I know straight line speed will probably be another category, and obviously, you know, Ringo has that. But in terms of just a hip flexibility, um, when I think of hips, I think of your ability to, to, to turn and run. To Basically, good hips is the opposite of being stiff. And nobody here is stiff at all, so I don't want anyone to get alarmed. But of the three, I think probably the most fluid might surprise people because he's probably the tallest, but I think Ritz might mm -hmm. be the most fluid. I think Clark is gaining on him, though, quite a bit. And all of a sudden, Clark's got an advantage being 5'10". Um, you know, little, you know, his strides aren't going to be as long, and Ricks is, such, is so long. It's, it's hard to be so quick, but I think that's what makes Elias so special is as a 6'2 and a half corner, his ability to, to not be... Um, to never look real stiff, man. He can just he can just turn and go and break on the ball and, and change direction. I think Clark is really, really good at changing direction as well. And then Ringo, I had I had that issue with him last year. I saw him live at the Honor Bowl and then I also you know, watched a lot of tape on him. He changed dramatically for me. I thought he made a big jump when I saw him this offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, he still I still don't don't know if he's as fluid as Ricks and Phillips. Um, you know, he's a really physical guy, but sometimes I think when he, when he has to change direction quickly, he'll grab. And you know, a lot of times you grab is when you're kind of getting beat a little bit. So that's an area he can still get better at. But he has improved quite a bit in that area for just being a fluid athlete. But I go Ricks Phillips probably in that one. Yeah, uh, I tend to agree there. Ricks, again, that's what makes him special with that size and length to have those types of hips um, in terms of feet. I know we joined them together, but I'm going to separate them just for this purpose. I think probably Phillips has the best feet. His feet are exceptionally quick, um, and he he plants really fast and breaks really fast on balls. In terms of hips, I don't think he's as fluid um, as Rex, but I think, like you said, I think he's gaining that area, and I would have Ringo 3 in terms of um, feet and hips. Uh, but I, I like what you said. I think he did make a big jump from his sophomore to junior year for sure. <clears throat> that goes without question. So, uh, one, two, three, I would call it Ricks. Um, I would call it Ricks, Hips, Phillips, Ringo, and then Feet. And I know I separated it, said I wouldn't, but I did. I would go Phillips, Ricks, Ringo. 
Let's talk about defensive backs closing speed. The ability to close on the receiver or a thrown ball. Ability to burst to close, Greg. Close on a receiver or on the ball. The ability to burst to either or, whichever is necessary. Why don't you, you want to start that off? Go ahead. Yeah, that's another great one because I can't think of too many things more important than, than that right there, right, Keith? I mean, we've seen guys, oh, for sure. get, you know, you're, you, they look like you're beat, and all of a sudden the ball's in the air, and boom, you're, that door just shutting. And a lot of guys, if you're really, really elite, you can bait a quarterback into believing that the guy's open, and then you're closing the ball. Um, so I think, again, I think I think Ringo has the best speed, but in terms of like that, that, short area burst to close, I might give the edge to Ricks again. I think Clark has made a huge jump as an athlete. I bet Clark was probably a guy as a freshman, sophomore, I would bet he was probably a 4'8 guy. Now he's probably legit four, high 4'4", four, 4'5 four, four, guy. I don't think anybody works harder than Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I give, I just remember that last year, man, I was sitting next to it at Elite 11, um, when there were, you know, the, we saw Elias just making so many plays where guys were open. All of a sudden, you saw this flash, mm-hmm. and his ability to just flash and slam the door shut on the open receiver. I was blown away by that. Like I said, Ringo has the, the best long speed, the best straight line speed, but that that five yard close, I might give that to Rick. Okay, what do you think? So you rank. I just want to make sure that um, I don't confuse your ranking. So you went Ricks, Ringo, Phillips. I don't think I went. I, don't, I think I just went Ricks one. I don't know <laughs> if I went two and three. Okay, okay. It's, it's, uh, yeah. What, what do you What do you think, though? You know, it, it's interesting because if when you say close, that's a football specific thing, right? Track time doesn't come into that. Um, the best closer that I've seen is Clark Phillips. When the ball's in the air, I've seen him turn on a jet pack. And get to the football, um, and it's it's evident on his tape. Rick's closing ability, I think, is different. He closes with length. I don't know if it's a burst to close. It's more of kind of go go gadget arm, right? Um, I think there's a lot to be said about his radius and his length that helps his closing ability. But it's not about what helps his its ability to close. I haven't seen a defensive back and since since Darnay Holmes that was able to close the gap like Clark Phillips closes a gap on a receiver with the ball in the air. It's pretty phenomenal. And that has to do with speed, but it has to do a lot with will and determination and hunger and competitive spirit. And I think that's where he excels. So for me, um, in terms of closing, I went Phillips, Ringo, Ricks. In terms of closing on the ball, loves Ricks' ability to close. I think it's more of his length more than his athleticism, even though he's a good athlete. Ringo, normally he's not beat, so he doesn't have to close on the ball or he doesn't allow himself for a receiver to get much separation for ability to close, but his speed alone says, okay, I'm closing. <clears throat> so not a lot of anecdotal stuff from 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 Ricks. I mean excuse me, from Ringo, but I'm making him two. And then but Phillips is 
He's uncanny in this area for me. Uncanny. Uh, a lot reminds me so much of Darnay Holmes in that area. That ability to close. I remember Darnay Holmes playing against Hollywood Brown last year. Hollywood had to step on Darnay, close that gap so fast and pick the ball off. And again, I don't think it has to, I don't, you know, speed has something to do with it, Greg, but I think it's more of competitive spirit and determination and will. And I think that's where him and Phillips are, are similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do think it's it's hunger, competitiveness. Mm-hmm. But I also think at the end of the day, it's an athlete on another great athlete making a, making a move. And so I, I do still feel like you can take a guy who's, you know, has just his hunger and just his, has the strongest will that a guy like Clark has, but he's not making that athletic play because he can't recover those three steps for sure, for sure. in a second. So I think athletic sure. still has a lot, lot, lot to do with it. And that's why yes. I still like, you know, Rick has that length, but I've seen him, man, just make up ground. Yeah. And obviously you got those gadget arms like you mentioned. So, yeah, good, uh, good breakdown. What's let's, next? Let's go to zone coverage. Um, these are not big zone coverage players, so this this might no. be tough. But the footwork in zone coverage, the route recognition, so we're talking about, you know, route IQ, the ability to close um, and and finish guys, the ability to to pattern read, right, to concept yeah. pattern read, to read a concept. These these are these are man players. These are man to man guys. So I don't know if this is a great. Um, category, subcategory for these guys. I, I don't see Ricks playing much zone at all. I never see Ringo play zone. So I can't really comment. I know Clark does a good job of playing a little bit of zone, coming off that number one receiver to come up and make a big hit or understand the route combination. But let's skip that one because these guys are man-to-man corners. And How many times do we ever get to see Ricks playing cover two? Yeah, the only time I saw, I think Ricks played a little bit of a little bit of off was against Centennial. We had those three picks. A couple of them were, were he was playing off, and the quarterback literally just kind of threw it to him. Yeah, that was a little bit odd. But I, I like Clark much more impressed as well. You know, he's he's comfortable playing zone. I think the times I saw him get beat, I got the opening, mm-hmm. but then he was kind of playing off, and a receiver kind of does a little slant in front of him. But when he can get his hands on you, and he knows where you're at, I feel like he's that's, he's so much stronger there. And obviously Ringo, you know, when you're six two and built like a you know like he is you can you, you that guy was created to play man, press man press all man. over the field yeah, for sure let's the great great tangent great tangent to jump off into let's talk about press man man to man press the ability to jam and reroute receivers disrupt receivers at the line of scrimmage match and mirror their moves route recognition and while you're in phase ability to turn and run deep deep in speed or deep top end speed, excuse me, and the ability to look and lean and play the ball. Greg, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, all three are great. And again, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably Ringo Ricks, not just because they're both six two and really long. I, I just think they both play really well. But I also think Clark is tremendous as a press cover corner. So mm. again, not saying he can't do it or he sucks at it. I'm just saying, you know. Press man was built for guys like Keely Ringo and, and Ricks. Ricks has those long arms, extremely physical. Ringo is built like an NFL safety right now, and he can just bully you just because he feels like it. Extremely strong, mm-hmm. plays a physical game. 
He knows how fast he is. He can maybe be a little more aggressive. He doesn't worry about you. Beat him over the top. Uh, I think Elias doesn't have that same kind of deep speed, but I think he's more technically sound than Ringo, um, just from a technique technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a little more. I think he's. I, think, I also think Rick's a little more instinctive than Ringo. I know that's that branch up a different category. I'm kind of still trying to kind of keep it all in the same category. No, I think um, I think it does. What you know talk about okay. looking lean. That's instincts, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Feeling the ball yeah. coming. So yeah, you're good. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like I'm putting three categories into one. Yeah. But just in terms of a, a press man cover, for me, it's, God, it's really a toss-up. I think I think Rick's and Ringo are both so good at it, and they're built for it. You know, I, I, maybe I give a slight edge to Elias in terms of just ball awareness. You know, when he's turning and running with a guy, he's able to turn back, and, you know, he had a lot of interceptions last year on balls that you wouldn't think you would have been able to pick off. Ringo is exceptional where guys don't even test him because he's on the receiver like glue because he has that elite, elite speed. You know, Ricks and Phillips are fast, but I would say Ringo's got, like, that elite speed. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a toss-up for me at the top between those two guys, Keith. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to lean towards Ringo um, just because <clears throat> with, with his frame and his strength and his ability to run, that makes it for a tough matchup versus any receiver. <clears throat> Can he get better at, at looking and leaning and finding the ball um, kind of at, at the high point? I think he can get better there. But just in terms of man-to-man press, I, to me, for me, he gets the now. When he's on your nose, he's virtually a lockdown guy, and you might as well look the other way. So I'm going to go with Ringo. I'll go with, um, with Rick's next and then Phillips third. Like you said, uh, Rick's not as physical, not as physical as Ringo at the line of scrimmage, but a little better in terms of instincts with the ball in the air. But does not have the Ringo's top speed. So I think Ringo kind of two to one wins in that category. That's why I gave him the nod. I think Clark is is really good at the line of scrimmage because of his leverage because of his 5'10 size, because of his strength. Um, I think he can do a better job of route recognition based upon releases um, and really uh, closing a guy off to one side of the field based on that release. So um, all my football heads out there, <clears throat> they know what I'm talking about. And to, hey, and to piggyback on, on Clark, I think he's also the, the one guy you can, you know, you can probably put covering a, a really like a five eight five nine super quick slot receiver. Yes. And and I think Clark could do a much better job pressing that guy. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example of like a like a super good a Joey Hobart. Sure, sure. I, w- I was thinking more like a you know like a college NFL guy that people okay. are familiar with. You know, like a yeah. Tavon Austin type, right? Mm-hmm. Just someone like. That would be tough, I, I would think, for Rick Serenko to go in the slot and man up on, on that kind of guy. So I think, you know, outside, again, you get the edge from a press man standpoint to, the, you know, to Rick Serenko, but in the Good slot, point. if you want to press, I think you go, go with Clark in that instant. So they all have their strengths, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Um, let's move along. Let's talk about man-to-man off coverage. I feel strongly about this, this, this subcategory. Yeah, um, third so, off then. Okay, so when we talk about off coverage, we talk about the ability to stay in phase. Right to match and mirror the moves of the receiver, route recognition while in while in phase, <clears throat> triggering the ball. Right, um, that means seeing the ball 
and the quarterback and seeing your guy at the same time. Uh, the ability to turn and run deep with speed and confidence, knowing that you won't be outrun and can play the ball. So in off coverage, uh, let me break this down a little bit, a little bit deeper. Ricks is the most natural in off coverage. Phenomenal off coverage player. The ability to to read the quarterback and see the receiver, which is called triggering the ball, and to be able to break on it on quick routes. Also, the ability to turn his hips vertically and still stick his foot in the ground and come downhill and get his long arms out to deflect or pick off a ball. To go along with that, the deep speed to run on the highway when he's pressed vertically and the confidence to play the ball. That's where I think, you know, he is pretty phenomenal. I think Phillips is my number two guy in that area. Comfortable and off coverage, ability to turn his hip, his uh, his quickness because of that five ten size and that the quick feet we talked about earlier, um, which I ranked him number one as. He can break downhill on any route. He can challenge any route from from eight yards. That's how quick he is out of his break. He has the speed to get vertical. He's got the closing speed if somebody gets a step on him. He also has the ball skills to disrupt a high point 50-50 game. Ringo, this is where he's challenged. Off coverage, he's got work to do. Not as comfortable and off as he is in in press man. Um, Not as fluid in his pedal as I would like. Not as fluid in his ability to come from his pedal to go on vertical, still has the elite speed, but just not as comfortable, probably because he doesn't play much off man, but you can't play bump and run every play your entire career. Ain't going to happen, Greg. Because the defense is not called based on your skill set. It's called based on what's best for the defense. So, that's an area that he's got to improve on playing off man. Definitely. So, I'm going Ricks, um, Ricks, Phillips, Ringo. Go, GB. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I think as you're talking about Ricks, it almost seems like that's probably what he's, probably what he's best at, right? Just that ability to be long and 6'2", but still, you know, just be able to react so quickly. I think Clark is, is similar. And then, yeah, the times I've seen Keeley struggle a little bit was the way you just described it. He's, again, great straight line speed, worked hard on his fluidity, but still... I can still see him sometimes just not react laterally or change direction as rapidly. You know, as I'm, I'm stamping my finger, just like boom, boom, like just react like the other two right now. So um, that's a really good breakdown. Okay, let's move along to ball skills. This will be an interesting one. This is going to be interesting. So ball skills is talking about, you know, locating the ball, taking the right angles, playing the football in the air, timing the ball. Uh, your body control and body adjustment to the ball, and then your aggressiveness to the ball. Now, oh, GB, this is this is a tough one. It might it might seem like a runaway to some people, but for me, it's a tough one. Let's let's go back two years ago. Clark Phillips, what was it? Eight interceptions. Uh, one game he had three. 
all for touchdowns. Another game, he, in two other games, he had two. Elite ball skills. Elite ball skills. One-handers, falling back, going out of bounds. Elite ball skills. Ricks coming off a phenomenal, a spectacular junior season where... I don't, how many how many how many picks did he have, Greg? I don't, I don't want to make a mistake here. Do you know? Yeah, he had nine. He had nine picks. I think what five of them were pick sixes. Five or six were pick sixes at least. Yeah. Um, did he have the the playoff game where he had three pick sixes? Yep. Again, just ridiculous ball skills. I don't know how to separate those guys. Just right now, off the top of my head. In terms of ball skills. They they both have great... Look at Clark on offense. Elite ball skills guy. Crossing route, vertical route, whatever. I mean, just a... I I don't think I've ever seen him drop a ball. Practice, workout, game. I don't think I've ever seen him drop a ball. Rick's elite ball skills guy. I don't know how you separate him. I don't know. I'm going yeah, with a tie. I would, I would I'm give, going with a tie. Uh, okay, that's fair. Hey, that's I, I would give it. I would give a slight edge to Clark only because, and, and again, I think the receiver stuff has really helped that. But if people don't remember, Rick was actually an elite receiver coming up. That yes, was, his passion was receiver before corner. Right. And to this day, you, you talk to his family and his pops, and they still want him to play some offense. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> that was part of the deal. Was yeah, we'll play. But as a freshman on that loaded modern day freshman team, he was a receiver. He was the number one receiver on the team. Yes. So, um, but I still, just because it's kind of what have you done for me lately, and we saw it firsthand last week with Clark catching, I don't know what he caught, you know, it seemed like every game he was he was house calls. Oh, for sure. 19, I think he had like almost 20 touchdowns. Yep. So, I think I think you got to give him the edge just because we saw it firsthand at the receiver. Not saying Ricks can't do it, but Clark has shown that he, he has done, done it. it. Right. He has done it. So, I'm just going to go with what my eyes you know, showed me. Yeah. And uh I gotta give it to Clark. That that's 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 totally fair, totally understandable. <clears throat> and uh, that's a great rationale for going with Clark. So I, you know, if 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 you go Clark one, Ricks two, Ringo three, there's nothing wrong with that. That that season last year that Ricks had defensively picking off the ball was just it was, you know, I had I hadn't seen too many of those. In my lifetime, it was it was one of those Richard Sherman years, you know, where he was in his heyday, or or Rod Woodson, where they just every ball that was in the air their way, you think is going to get picked off. So that's a good that's a good one. That was that was a tough one. That's a tough one. But I I love your rationale. Let's move forward. Um, The next subcategory is is catching skills, but it's, it's very similar to ball skills, so we're going to skip that. Well, let's talk run support. Based off of what you've seen from these three guys, Greg, and I've, I've watched all three guys pretty extensively. Run support, based off what you've seen, willingness to come up and, and run support, effectiveness, how good were they, and then how strong were they in run support? Are, the, are they diving at legs? Are they hitting guys and guys are falling forward? Um, or are they knocking guys on their backs? Let's talk run support. Won't you go ahead and start it off? Yeah, I mean, I, get, I think all three are, are really good in this category. Um, I think the 
you know, knee-jerk reaction would be to put Clark third because he's 5'10". The other guys are, you know, 6'2", 6'3". But Clark is excellent. He's a uh, he's a bully. You know, he's a 5'10 bully who will throw, toss the receiver aside and make a big hit. Saying that, I still have to go with Ringo. I think he's just so physically strong and tough. Um, I, watch, again, watched him on the sideline at the Honor Bowl last year and just saw him literally just ragdoll every receiver and to the point where you almost kind of felt sorry for the receiver. And he's, he's just so physical. I think Elias, as a junior, oh, excuse me, he's a junior now, as a sophomore, I remember, I still remember the hit of him, you know, against Lobby's Pauly, flying in and just decking Jalen Hall. Last year, I saw him swing and miss a few more times, kind of going for that big hit and kind of, kind of whiffing. Happened against IMG and Bosco. So I'm going to go as far as the best, most physical run supporter. I'm going to give the edge to, to Ringo in this category, Keith. Okay. Um, so in, in terms of, first of all, they're all very willing. Let's get that out the way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they're all very willing. They're all effective in their own way. I think strength is where um, there's separation. For me, uh, in run support, I have Clark one. Clark is one because not only does he show up willing in run support and he's effective, but he knocks people backwards. He's explosive on contact. He he yearns for the contact and he's very physical through contact. I got Ringo two. Um, I'd like to see him be more dominant on contact, if that makes sense, Greg. Dominant at a 6'2", 205-pound high school corner. You should be dominant on contact. Meaning when I hit somebody, and I'm not talking about a receiver. I'm talking about a back swing. I'm talking about a back on a tall sweep. I'm talking about a fly sweep coming from the other side. When you come up and hit somebody at 6'2", 205, you got to dominate the physical piece of, of that deal You gotta be dominant um, Is he dominant? Sometimes I like to see it be more consistent um, Ricks I think this is an area He can improve in One of his biggest areas He can improve in um, And I think he will With the added bulk That he's adding He's working out He's training You know He doesn't have A lot behind him But he's, he's willing He's effective But I think he can be More physical As a run support defender did, I'm with you. Watched him um, hit and miss or whiff on some tackles, um, getting into guys' legs a little bit more than I would like. <clears throat> I'm not a big, you know, go to hit the guy in the ankle type of guy. I want you to come and hit the guy right in his face mask and send a message to don't bring that football back around here no more. That's the guy I'm looking for as, as, as my corner. So, and I'm just talking to you strictly as a ball coach or as an evaluator. I want my corners coming up and run support that got a 12-gauge on each shoulder pad. And when you hit them, it's like you got shot. And you just go flying backwards. So, um, that's me. I'm going Phillips, Ringo, Ricks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how these guys do it on the next level. Again, that's why I like Ringo. I've seen him just shut guys aside so easily. It doesn't matter if you're a big or a small receiver. He's just so physically strong. Not just big, he's super strong. Kid. Yeah, sure. You know, Clark, Clark's very willing, but at the same time, you know, he's always going to be 5'10", and, you know, 195 pounds, 190 pounds. You know, when there's a 220-pound Timbuk coming around the edge, 
that at that point in time, I don't have an issue with Clark maybe going low. You know what I'm saying? Just for his own preservation. Whereas I could see Ringo coming up and just just because he's so big, that's how he plays the game right now. They're they're both physical players, but for me, when you have you know a physical player who's six two and two ten and a guy who's five ten one eighty five, equally physical, usually the you know big man wins if they're both as willing and play the same kind of same kind of edge to themselves. So yeah. So just just so I can make myself clear, because you make you bring up a good point. <clears throat> Somebody two twenty in college comes around the corner. Where I'm talking high school, right? I'm talking high school. What I've seen from them in oh, high school. Okay, I thought we were talking more like projection type stuff. No, I'm just talking like, you know, now. Okay. So, you know, now gotcha. in high school, I expect I gotcha. Ringo to be dominant on contact on that edge. That was my I gotcha. point. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, in terms of tackling, we're talking about right now. This is, and this is the last subcategory, and we'll wrap this baby up. But in terms of tackling, um, Technique, strike ability, efficiency, misses. I think. Well, I think it's probably the same as run support. What do you think? But you probably get this. I'm probably you'll probably have the same one, two, yeah, three. I yeah, I think it's the same. It's kind of like almost hands and ball skills. Right. Kind of the same. Right. Right. Same right. Thing. Right. We try to break this thing down as much as we can to get yeah. a, a very clear look. But um, so, so 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 that's what I have. Yeah, so in summation, Keith, break, break, so forget this, take the subcategories out of it, and let's just talk purely just projection next level. Right. You know, rank, rank the three guys for me and tell me why you think they're one, two, and three, what, they, what each kid does best. If I have to rank the three guys um, in terms of one, two, three at the next level, I'm going to go Ricks, Phillips, Ringo. I think... And I'll start from three. Ringo, he'll get better in off coverage, but I don't know if he'll ever be natural in, in off coverage. And you got to play a lot of – and I think his high school years might be detrimental to his development because he does not ask to play off coverage. He's not asked to play zone. I think there will be a bigger learning curve for him at the college level. Doesn't mean um, he won't be good. I think there's, it, it might take him a little longer. I think it'll be a bigger learning curve. Similar, not similar, but um, if you look at the trajectory of Isaiah Taylor, Taylor Stewart, I think he just kind of comes cuts, cuts out of the same mode. Just in terms of a guy who's playing over the nose of somebody all the time, but now has to change up when he gets to college because... College defenses are much more sophisticated, and you're asked to do a whole lot more than to just play bump and run, press man over somebody. Right? You talk about Clark Phillips. I think he's the quintessential combo corner who can play outside because he's strong and he's got the vertical speed, can play inside because he's got the elite change of directions. Foot quickness, physicality, and ball skills. I think he's your, he's your quintessential combination corner. A lot like Darnay Holmes. A lot like a guy like Chris Harris. You talked about Nikhil, Roby Coleman. Um, those guys get paid a lot of money now to be able to cover these um, specify receivers who specify in a slot and, and run specialized routes or specify specify outside. Um, and they can match up because of their skill set, because of um, their technique. And then I think Ricks 
would be one. I think he's your quintessential number one CB1. His ability at his size and length um, to, to, to get on the highway, um, to challenge routes from, from off coverage, to play press man, to match up with tight ends who, who split out, to match up with uh, wide receiver ones who have that elite size, um, to be a ball skills guy on all three levels. I think for me, for me, I go Ricks, Phillips, Ringo in terms of projection. Rips Phillips, and, and don't be surprised if Ringo ends up becoming a free safety. Don't be surprised. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting way to break it all down. I'm, I I think I like Ringo a little bit more than more than you do in terms of just I've seen him this past offseason. He's actually playing for FSP. They did play a lot of off. Okay, and so I, I saw him able to do it. Um, I'm I'm excited to see him at the opening though. He actually got into the opening, um, although he was like maybe. The one guy who didn't go to a to a regional, um, they had a wild card use it on him. So I'm curious because they they will ask those guys to play a lot of off coverage the first couple of days of the workout. So I just I'm just I just had a, had a vision of a guy who I think has improved so much in terms of his short area quickness, his lateral mobility, his change of direction. I, he's a guy who's going to absolutely blow up the NFL Combine. Which right or wrong, a lot of people you know use that as a basis to sure. do their drafting. So and I think he's developed better ball skills. I've seen him make some unbelievable interceptions this past year. I know how hard he's going to work. Um, I know what a good kid he is. And if he goes to a school like a Georgia or like a Texas, you know, those guys do such a great job developing DBs and they're so visible. I really don't see how he's not going to be a, a first round pick barring injury. So I still like Ringo quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, Overall, just top to bottom, probably has the the, the the size, strength, speed combo is probably the best for sure. I think I think Rich is probably the best pure football player of the group, and then I love Clark as well. And I think the NFL draft, just like shorter quarterbacks, I think we saw um, a lot of you know, them come out. The last couple of drafts, we're seeing five, ten quarters going in the first round now, yep. right? So I think that's a beautiful thing. So again, so much will depend on where these guys go to school, and you know, right now. You know, I think Cal's making a great run at Clark. I think Ohio State might still be a slight leader, but either both of those two schools is really going to develop, and then Elias is going to go to LSU, and they do a great job, obviously, getting DBs out every single year and, you know, signed the number one corner in last year's class. So I love all three. I can't argue with your 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 uh, rationale. I, I'd, probably, I'd probably flip, you know, Keeley and Clark, but it's close, and I, I get what you're saying, and I'd probably still put Elias one, but I could totally see any of those three guys you know, being drafted higher than, you know, I could see Clark going one, it, you know, Ringo two, Rick Thor. you know, I could totally see any of that kind of a combination. So I, I think, I think each guy has something to get better at. I think I want to still see Rick's continue to improve his long speed. And like I said, you know, you said about Ringo playing free safety. I would be shocked if, you know, I could see Rick's playing some free safety down the road because he's so smart. He's got such good ball skills. He's such a, I could see him roaming that center field and just making a lot of plays and coming up and, and hopefully, you know, doing the whole run support thing. But uh, all three great football players, like you said, one, two, and three in the country for a reason. I, I my one my biggest concern, and my really my one big concern, because I think you know, I don't know if Keeley will ever be natural, just off being super fluid and like Rick's right. That 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 doesn't happen. Um, he'll always have that linear kind of stiffness to him, no matter what. It will always be there. It's it, you know. 
on some level. My biggest issue with, with Keeley is he's nat- naturally, in running track, he's 208 pounds at six one and a half. You know? You're 208 and you're 17. What is he going to be at 22? If he doesn't yeah, reach a, 215, 220, big. I'd be shocked. Not just naturally. If he doesn't reach six one and a half, because I don't think he's a legit six two, but if he if he's six one and a half is two twenty, I don't know. Is he still a is he two twenty five? He's still a corner. You know what I mean? And, and, and a little stiff off yeah, the ball. Yeah. So that that that's where I, that's where my projection goes. Sure. So, uh, but like you said, three great players. More and and more importantly for me, for me, three very good people. Love all three of these dudes. Um, solid, solid, and come from unbelievable parents. I know Keeley's mom well. Unbelievable woman. I know you you know the Ricks family well. So do I. Great people. And then the Phillips family. I'm very close with them. Phenomenal people. Um, daughter or his little sister and, and, and Clark Sr.'s daughter is in my son's class um, in, in Cerrito. So we're, we're, we're pretty tight. So terrific families, great football player, great people these young men are. And we I know we don't wish nothing but the very best for all three of them. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see Keeley play some offense. Now, obviously, Saguaro was loaded. They don't need guys going both ways. But I think... You know, I think the the NFL comp, best case scenario, I'm mean, shoot, this is the best case scenario for anybody, but in terms of like the guy I think we currently have Ringo compared to, just from a size standpoint, probably be like a Jalen Ramsey who's like six one and two ten, played a lot of safety at Florida State, mm-hmm. even played some nickel backer because he was so physical. Mm-hmm. But Ramsey was if you, I don't know if you saw much in, in high school, he was an early USC commit, but he was a phenomenal player on the offensive side of the ball as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps I think it helps you when you play offense. For sure. I think it just helps your your ability to just be an athlete. And mm-hmm. I would love to see Ringo, you know, be a guy, just see what, you know, see what he looks like, catch the ball in space, can he break a guy down, make a move on somebody. Can he, you know, run deep past someone, make a catch athletically, jump over a guy, body control, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, dude, I wish that could be fun. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun to fast forward four years from now and see where all three of these guys end up. Yeah, no question. Looking forward to seeing all these guys. Um, out at the opening for sure and, and I think what you said tapping into what you just said though Greg what that would do because I've been in that situation and I've coached those kids what that will do having him play offense it will allow him to tap into being more fluid it's hard to be more fluid if you don't require your body or, or you don't tap into opportunities to become more fluid right it's kind of like um, you're forcing it to change Right, because you're putting the demand on it. But if if the demand is play press man all the time, you're then your capacity for growth in the areas of need become um, less less capacity for growth. Hopefully, I said that correctly, but I felt like I did. Less capacity for growth when you're asked to do the same things all the time, and you're not, a, and, and you don't get to tap into the areas of improvement based on the demand that you put on your body, given to you by your coaches, giving you the bar, asking you to do certain things. So hopefully that makes sense to the people out there. <clears throat> GB, that's about does it, man. That was that was a good show. That was a lot of fun. I like that. Tapping that into tough, some. Man. 
Yeah, How no, hard? It, no, it is hard. It's not easy. P- people who do rankings, they know <laughs> it's not easy. So, and I know you've been a part of it for a long time. I've recently become a, become a part of it. Not an easy deal. And uh, it's like picking hairs, right? It's like plucking oh, hairs. hairs, 100%. For yeah. sure. So, anyway, we appreciate you guys for joining us here on Transparent Truth. Um, before we go, we got to remind everybody, every week we have a Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. We're back. Thank you. We will see you next week on Wednesday. It's the Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith, your man, GB. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be.